morning, everyone, and welcome to worship in chapel here on a, on a Wednesday morning. I'm glad that you're here. Before we begin with a word of prayer, I want to tell you about something happening at the Spiritual Life Center tomorrow evening at 8 o'clock. Our resident chaplains are having a program called Community Roots, and the idea is, is that if you're interested in being a part of a small group in the residence hall, Bible study, a growth group, a book study, that sort of thing. That's going to be the kickoff event, a way to get connected to that. There's going to be some food and a little bit of a worship experience and fellowship, but mostly it's going to be focused on trying to channel those who are interested into those kinds of small group experiences, and I hope you'll get the information on it back here at the table. You can also sign up for the freshman retreat back here after chapel. Let's pray together. Oh God, we lift our hearts to you knowing that we need to experience again the depth of your love for us and for the world. And we open our minds to you, hoping that your truth and a larger reality would begin to fashion our minds and our thinking. And we open our eyes that we might see the beauty of this day that's all around us, the opportunity before us. And now we lift our voices to you and pray that you would receive our worship through Christ. Amen. Would you stand and sing with us, please?
Savior with me. Check out these words from Psalm 112. Hallelujah, blessed man. Hallelujah, blessed woman. You who fear God, you who cherish his commandments. You who have homes that are full of integrity. How blessed. Those of you whose generosity that never runs dry, the sunrise breaks through the darkness for you. God's grace and mercy and justice. You who are generous and lend freely to those in need, the sunrise breaks through the darkness for you, God's grace and mercy and justice. Now, there can be no shuffling or stumbling around for this one. You must remain unfazed by rumor and gossip, heart ready, trusting in God. Spirit firm, unperturbed, ever blessed, relaxed among enemies. You lavish gifts on the poor. Your generosity goes on and on and on. What an honored life. What a blessed life. The sunrise breaks through the darkness. For you, God's, God's grace, grace and mercy, mercy and justice.
Today we have the opportunity to, uh, to hear from a very important person in the community of Waco. Jimmy Dorrell uh, first moved to our city 33 years ago into the northern part of our community in a neighborhood that is known for its uh, poverty and people who are struggling to make ends meet. And after living there for a while, Jimmy met people and made friends with uh, his neighbors and 18 years ago, he started an organization known as Mission Waco. Um, and also, out of that, he started the church as well. And it meets under uh, I-35, right in front of our university. It's called Church Under the Bridge. Jimmy comes to us today to challenge us to see outside of ourselves, um, to see outside of our campus, and to be the kind of people who engage in the world and seek to take what we've been given and give it out. But before he comes... Um, as part of our chapel experience, and as part of our worship, um, each and every week, we will do different things, different, um, different readings and prayers. And maybe some of these things will be outside of your experience. Maybe there's something that, some of these things are the kinds of stuff that you didn't normally do in the church you came from, that you were raised in. And some of you, this will be something that's very familiar to you. But I want to invite you today to join me in uh, a prayer of confession. And we're going to do it with our eyes open. And I will, I will say this prayer over us, and uh, at one point, some words will come on the screen, and I will say the first part, and then you'll respond together in unison. Uh, I think it's very important sometimes when we come to worship, not only that we sing in unison, but that we pray in unison. We're uniting our hearts together, um, saying that we believe this, and we, want, we seek after this. And so I want to invite you to pray with me now. God of the able and the unable, 
We confess that we have isolated ourselves from the world. We have turned against our brothers and sisters whose needs are so foreign to us. We ask your forgiveness for forgetting that. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is maker of them all. God of the haves and the have-nots, we confess that we have kept our blessings for ourselves. We have acted like small children, stingily hoarding our gifts as if they were ours to begin with, thus showing that our misplaced trust is in our own abilities. We ask for your forgiveness for not believing you are the provider of all we need and all we have, and for not believing that rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is maker of them all. God of this side of town and that side of town, turn our eyes and hearts to the needs of our brothers and sisters who go to bed hungry and wake up longing for bread. Help us realize how much is enough and how much is too much. We ask for the faith to believe that. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is maker of them all. Give us enough trust to live secure in your love and to share it freely with others in open-handed confidence that your grace, like loaves and fishes, will never run out. Because you are the God of the starving and the stuffed, and we thank you. Because rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is maker. Good morning. Good morning. Can I introduce you to my friend Claude? I love this man. This is one of my best friends. Claude and I have been friends under the bridge for quite some time, and uh, I have the privilege to speak to you today, and I ask if it was okay if Claude sings a song that he sings almost every week under the bridge. And so he's going to sing Jesus Loves Me, and then if you'll follow in with a chorus at the end, I'd appreciate that, okay? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Hey, thanks for letting me be here today. Thanks for being here yourself. I sat where you sit a long time ago. I came to Baylor in 1968. Do you want to know what tuition was then? $15 an hour. Baylor won four football games the four years I was here. Uh, so we're, we're doing a little better. Uh, but I, I love this community. Let me tell you what happened. I was a Baylor student, but I became a youth director of a local church here in town. And I really moved from the campus mentality to the community mentality. Uh, it's very easy to come to Baylor and go to the restaurants and go to the, the uh, malls and never really getting connected to the community. But I did so. Had a call from a, an African-American pastor one day 
named Dewey Pinckney, and he asked me would I bring my youth group over to work with his uh, kids. Uh, he asked to come over to a place called No Man's Land. I didn't even know what he was talking about. And he said, well, there's this little pocket of poverty between Waco and Belmead that uh, we live in that uh, nobody wants. And I went over there with those kids, and it was overwhelming. I remember literally walking into a house that I thought was abandoned, a tree growing through the front porch, and as soon as we pushed the door open, uh, rats and roaches ran everywhere. The smell was overwhelming. And this man named Mr. Sparks, 76-year-old, no lights, no anything, uh, eating a can of pork and beans, completely blind. And I thought, how can this be in America? The richest nation in the world, and within a mile or so of the Vader campus, there's poverty like this. How can that be? I'm not sure if you know this. If you're a freshman coming in, you sure don't know it, that Waco is a poor city. Most communities have a poverty rate of about 12%. You know what ours is? 27.6. More than double most cities. And you say, what does that have to do with me? Well, maybe nothing. You can choose to stay on the campus and get your education, a good education, and leave here and never get connected to that. But I want to challenge you today in my few minutes to say, come consider. Not only does this community need you, but you need them. Because you see, what happened in my life was when I began to run into my friends like Claude and Patrick and uh, Kenneth, they began to change my worldview. I began to see the world differently than I did when I came to Baylor. And I want you to have the best education you can get. And that means getting involved in the community. I want you to watch a video about Mission Waco, and I'll challenge you right at the end before we get dismissed. Thank you. 
God cares about the whole person. To divide body and spirit and soul is, is such a, a challenge for a lot of us who either on one side uh, want just to do evangelism or on the other side just want to do social ministries. God never divided us that way, and so the sense of holism for us is very important. That means for us, uh, we're going to make sure that we deal with issues of job training and healthiness and uh, things that um, good behavior and moral lifestyles. At the same time, we want to make sure they know God, that there's a, a real intimate relationship with the living God who loves them. And so holistic mindset for us is about what we are, and it takes relationships to do that. A lot of people have heard the words of the gospel. They really haven't seen the gospel. They haven't understood it in a way they can make a commitment to it. That happens through relationships. John, you want more on that? More! More. So the programs are a big part of what we do, but more than that, we also believe that uh, mobilizing middle-class Americans, and Christians in particular, is one of the goals. I haven't always been involved with my community. There had been times in my life when I could have very well been in the same position as many of these people. And so it helps me to feel like I'm giving back for some of the many, many blessings that I have in my life. Volunteerism changes the volunteer as much as it changes the people that they work with. Uh, and when you can get volunteers to understand that by going through our poverty simulation weekend, uh, by going on a trip with us to work among the world's poor, uh, when you volunteer in the housing projects with the kids, we can then have access to help you rethink uh, how you look at helping the poor. And so we go to Haiti and to India and to Mexico City every year. Uh, most of you will know about the realities of the devastation of the earthquake. And we became, became involved in that uh, country many years ago. For 20 years, we've been going back and drilling water wells and helping with uh, school sponsorships to be able to do a medical clinic and take doctors over to help the people that were struggling there. Nothing will change you more than to be in the middle of that and to, to know that you can help just one child by sponsoring a kid. Not only do individual volunteers uh, come and work with us, we have a lot of groups that want to do that. It could be just a campus group from, the, from Baylor, or it may be a, a local church youth group, uh, or a bunch of adult men who want to come build something. We're going to also talk about issues while they're here, about racial reconciliation, uh, how their church can get involved. But we want to make sure a work group goes back with some motivation to make their community different. And then the third part of what we're about is to deal with the systemic issues that keep people poor. Unfortunately, um, the poor are always blamed sometimes for their own condition, but in reality, a lot of things that, that happen in our culture uh, keep them disempowered and poor. Uh, moving into a poor neighborhood by choice 30 years ago uh, changed our lives. When you get involved in any issue around poverty, you realize there's three or four more issues with that. It's not only that they're hungry, but they need a job. It's not only they need a job, someone might be struggling with drugs or, drugs or alcohol. So there's just this uh, multiplicity of problems that go on in the lives of poor people sometimes that mean you jump in and, and have to be very uh, intentional about those relationships. The book of James says that true religion is this, to take care of widows and orphans in distress and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Our tendency in life is to, to sort of do the, the Christianized thing, to go to church, memorize Bible verses, and to give offerings to the church. Those are fine things. But the reality is that our Christian call 
involve a vocation of, of adventure that God calls us to change the world. We pray this prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For that us, that means that we should be actively involved in the things that will be heaven-like now on the earth. That means overcoming the challenges of poverty, uh, overcoming racial brokenness, uh, learning how to create, uh, as Isaiah says, uh, new walls and new programs that really help rebuild the ancient walls that were broken down. And so we just believe that that, that needs not only happen in Waco, Texas, but in your community. And if you will uh, take seriously the gospel and learn some of these basic skills, you can change your own neighborhoods. For the last 30 years, I have grown up in the inner city, raised four children there. My kids grew up knowing the names of prostitutes and drug dealers. It's a different lifestyle that we chose because we believe that the gospel is the light that penetrates the darkness. That the adventure of our lives is not just to go to church, but to make a difference in the world. We get one life, one life. And we believe that life is to be transforming. That God will not only change us, but he calls us to change others. You are some of the most resourced people in the world. We believe that the students in Baylor University can change the world literally. And so we're so glad you're here. We know for many of you, you've been involved in these kind of things and you're just looking for a place. There's a table out back when you go out today. There's a Mission Waco table with volunteer information. We have an orientation tonight and tomorrow night. If you want to know more, we're not the only agency in town that's doing good work. So if we're not what you want, find another place. Some of you are here for the first time and never really thought about what it means to leave your, your place of comfort and security to really push outside, to be a risk taker for the kingdom of God. And so we want you to come join that journey. We believe that in four or five years that you're around here, we can change the way you look at the world, that you can leave here knowing that God has blessed you to bless others. Thank you for being here. I pray that during these years ahead that God will use you in a mighty way. We're going to have a song and then a prayer before we dismiss. Thank you. every time we join for chapel we will end the same way with the benediction and so now I want to ask you to rise and not to grab your bags and get yourself ready to go because 
We let you out with plenty of time to make it to the next class, but simply this, to receive a blessing as you leave today. And so now may the God who loves you keep you. May the God who walks with you guide you. And may you go now in peace.